I was recently at the Texas Psychological Association meeting and gave a report on sort of the state of the union of the practice organization and what it is that, that we do, how we work with the states. A woman in the Texas Psychological Association came up to me after the presentation and said, I just want you to know that the advocacy that you did made all the difference in how comfortable I feel in my practice and, and my ability to earn a living. And she said that one thing of everything that you did, that one thing makes it more than worth my joining the practice organization. And that she really wished that people really understood what benefit the advocacy that we do has had for practitioners. Welcome to the first episode of Progress Notes, a podcast keeping tabs on the practice of psychology. I'm Hannah Calkins, and for our first episode, we spoke to Catherine Nordle, the Executive Director of the APA Practice Directorate and the Practice Organization. You just heard Dr. Nordle telling a story about a conversation she had with a practice organization member. That one thing the member was referring to was some important advocacy work that the practice organization had done to secure fairer reimbursement rates for a specific billing code. The practice organization, or the PO for short, does a lot of this kind of advocacy for practicing psychologists. For our first episode, we wanted to give our listeners a chance to learn more about this work and hear about who we are and what we do. Dr. Nordle, who is a psychologist herself, has been executive director since 2008. Practice Organization was founded in 2001. It is an organization that exists for the sole purpose of promoting and supporting practicing psychologists wherever they do their practice. It provides members with access to staff expertise on practice-related legal and regulatory issues and a lot of resources for people to use in their day-to-day practice. And very importantly, it proactively advocates for practitioners on reimbursement and other pocketbook issues that impact the bottom line in your practice. Practice Organization is a legally separate organization from but a companion organization to the APA. I think the easiest way to understand the difference is that the APA, as a 501c3 organization, exists totally to serve the public welfare. It is a charitable organization, and its activities must be of a charitable nature. It exists to advance the creation, the communication, and the application of psychological knowledge to benefit society and to improve people's lives. Those are all really great reasons to belong to the APA. But one of the things, or some of the things that the APA cannot do for you, is advocate for you as a psychologist. A simple way to remember that is... APA advocates for psychology, but the APA practice organization advocates for psychologists. The practice organization is not the kind of charitable organization that the APA is. So we in the practice organization can engage in the kind of advocacy that protects your economic and marketplace kinds of interests. The practice organization staff work in the practice directorate at APA headquarters in Washington, D.C. The PO is made up of several different departments that work to advocate, provide consultations, and produce resources for practitioners. One of the largest of these departments is government relations. The GR staff work with legislators on Capitol Hill and with government agencies to protect and promote the interests of practicing psychologists. 
One of the primary goals that we have in the practice organization, Government Relations Department right now, is getting psychologists included in the physician definition in Medicare. We are the only doctorally trained healthcare profession that is not included in the physician definition under Medicare. We feel that that's an important thing for us to advocate for, primarily because it will eliminate unnecessary and sometimes inappropriate physician supervision over the services that psychologists are already licensed to provide independently. Our legal and regulatory department does a lot of work for our members as well. You should be interested to know that we have a legal staff of attorneys who are available to you as part of your membership in the practice organization who will provide consultation to you on a number of topics. We get well over a thousand unique calls per year from members of the practice organization around things like duty to warn, duty to protect, reporting of abuse, suicide and patient harm issues, threats to psychologists, dealing with the legal system, like dealing with subpoenas or with courtroom testimony, understanding expert and forensic roles. We help psychologists address issues related to reimbursement when they've had problems with an insurance company or a managed care company and and having services disallowed or having services allowed and then not paid for by the company. We provide a lot of information for psychologists around patient privacy and confidentiality, record keeping, how to do professional wills, and help psychologists as employers or as employees around issues like how do you close a practice, what are things you need to know if you're going to be hiring people to work in your practice, and more recently, what do you do if you get a negative online review about you or someone in your practice? So we have a whole team of attorneys very deep on the bench in terms of their years of experience with the practice organization who are here and a phone call away for members to get consultation on kinds of issues that may be of concern to them in their practice. In addition to the Government Relations Department, and the Legal and Regulatory Affairs Department, the PO also has a whole department dedicated to state-based issues. The State Advocacy Department has close ties with the state, territorial, and provincial psychological associations in the United States and Canada, and it provides grants and other support for their activities. We provide grant monies to state associations to help literally some of them keep their doors open. We have about 25 state associations that would not be able to survive economically if it weren't for the grant support that comes to them from the practice organization. And these grant monies allow them to maintain an executive director, to potentially hire a lobbyist, or to cover some other expenses that that they may need to operate their organization. So, for example, between 2007 and 2016, the practice organization awarded almost $2.5 million in legislative grants to states. And these grants go to help states fight encroachment on their scope of practice or to protect their scope of practice. It helps them to protect the definition of psychological practice, which in many states is under attack by other disciplinary groups. We have helped states get psychologists included as providers in the Medicaid program or get services that you might be able to offer, for example, in integrated care settings by use of the health and behavior codes so that psychologists can treat patients with medical disorders and still be reimbursed for those services. So there are a variety of things for which states can apply for grants and grant monies that we have given to states to help them stay alive, stay viable, and stay strong because we know that where the rubber really meets the road for psychological practice is at the state level. So much happens there and our support of the state associations is very important to our national agenda and that is in promoting and supporting the practice of professional psychology. I'm Jennifer Johnson, Director of Psychology PAC. 
Psychology PAC supports congressional candidates of both parties who have demonstrated their support for psychology and psychologists. If every psychologist gave just $25 a year to the PAC, we would raise more than $2 million. That's enough to guarantee the advocacy we need to make a huge difference in Washington. It would also make our PAC one of the nation's leading healthcare political action committees. For more information, please visit supportpsychologypac.org. PO's communications department works in tandem with the other departments to produce engaging, informative, and timely resources for practitioners, including this podcast. One of our main hits is the Practice Update newsletter, which is emailed to members every two weeks. We try to make that really timely to make sure that we're getting information to you quickly when it comes out, whether it's information that is coming from the federal government about changes to coding or changes to reimbursement to other issues such as things that are going on in the states. And we have our award-winning Good Practice magazine. It comes out typically three times a year. The latest issue that we produced in the fall 2016, we called the Money Issue. And it had articles in it such as, why is it hard to talk about money? Managing fee balances politics and money, among others. Other Good Practice magazines have had articles on thriving in independent practice, working with insurers, jumping into new and different kinds of practice models, understanding provider contracts, understanding military culture, participating in the Medicare physician quality reporting system. So you can see that there's a broad array of information that we try to provide to our members on on a regular basis. The practice organization's website, which is undergoing an upgrade in visual makeover, is also packed with resources for practitioners. There are business of practice resources in areas such as financial management, reimbursement, electronic health records, legal issues, government relations issues. We have tools around the ICD-10 to help you transition smoothly to the updated codes. We launched this year a new Medicare toolkit to help guide practitioners through from the process of applying for and becoming and then being an effective Medicare provider. We have a psychologist locator that provides free listings for psychologists. It's located on the help center of APA and provides an avenue so consumers can find you and find your practice. And then there are other things. We have discounts on products, tools on alternative practice models. We're going to be developing a toolkit on innovative practice models. Dr. Tony Puente, our president-elect, did a very successful webinar on the ICD-10 and CPT codes. We had another successful teleconference with some psychologists from the practice Practice Institute that spent an hour and a half with our members on the phone answering a variety of questions related to a thriving independent practice, everything from marketing to running a practice to fee structures, etc. So we have lots of benefits that are there on the website and available to you. The practice organization also holds an annual leadership conference in Washington, D.C., which this year will take place March 4th through 7th. Its theme is Practice, Politics, and Policy. The Practice Leadership Conference, which will be called the Practice Leadership Conference for the first time in 2017, has been in existence now for over 30 years. It started out being called the State Leadership Conference because at the time that it was inaugurated, the focus really was on helping to build and sustain strong state psychological associations because of the need for that, both in terms of advocacy at the federal level and in terms of advocacy at the state level, where most of the regulations that impact practice actually occur. 
Over the last several years, as healthcare reform has been taking place, and we have recognized that the practice settings uh, of our psychologist members have moved somewhat away from total independent practice into other kinds of practice settings, such as partial practice in a hospital setting or in a clinic setting. We realize that practitioners have needs in addition to just independent practice needs. And because most of the issues that we've always really dealt with have been practice-related, and because our divisions of APA, our practice divisions, have also been involved in the leadership conference, we felt that practice leadership was a more inclusive term that really included a larger group of psychologists than just those whose interests were represented at the state level. That being said, however, the last thing I want anybody to think is that there's less importance given to states because that's not the case. States are still very, very important, and the fact that we have changed the name of the conference in no way diminishes the importance that we in practice place on our relationships with the state psychological associations. You've just heard a ton of information about what the PO does from Dr. Nordel. But why do practicing psychologists, like the woman from the Texas Psych Association at the beginning of this episode, for example, value their membership in the PO? Remember, APA represents psychology, but the practice organization is the one that represents you. The practice organization is the only national organization that advocates for professional psychology and promotes the professional interests of psychologists in all practice settings. We challenge reimbursement rates with insurance companies, with Medicare, with managed care companies. We confront assaults on your scope of practice. We take action against managed care companies and insurance company abuses. We monitor the legal and regulatory issues that affect and impact psychological practice. We advance professional psychology with health insurers. We affirm the doctoral standard for entry into the professional practice of psychology, and we track trends in expanding marketplace opportunities for practitioners to help them grow and grow their practices in ways that will be not only professionally enriching and rewarding and satisfying, but also will be economically sustainable uh, and allow you to have a viable practice into the future. listening to the first episode of Progress Notes. Check back with us next month when we'll feature an interview with APA President Dr. Antonio Puente. We've got to lead healthcare into the correct place, make it efficient, make it cost-effective, and that's where psychology should find its place. This podcast was produced by me, Hannah Cockins, with assistance from Jewel Edwards-Ashman, Barb Fisher, and Luana Bossolo. Our theme music is the song Cradle Rock by Blue Dot Sessions. You also heard Late Night Tales by Lee Rosevere. Find us online at apapracticecentral.org, Facebook, or on Twitter at APA Practice.